I'm Paul. <laughs> this is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Paul, do you have a bad synopsis for today? I do. You ready? I'm so ready. Substance abusing mother and <laughs> father failed to provide support for teenage daughter's rare sleep disorder. Holy shit, these parents are the <laughs> fucking worst. OMG. Guys, we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, a.k.a. Freddy! Freddy. I just always call these Freddy. Like, <laughs> I like. Wait, can I ask you something? Because you in can the movie, ask me whatever you want. As long as we're talking about Freddy, in the movie, he's Fred Krueger. Correct. He's not Freddy. Wait he's until, credited as Freddy. Wait until Fred the Krueger. next six goddamn movies plus extras. Okay. He's always I mean, Freddy for that. I didn't understand that. And like, I get, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit in you terms are. of the history, but like, yeah, okay. Let's, let's, Freddy! Let's, um, here's. Do okay, I do some say my do, do my job. Sure. Nightmare on Elm Street was released on November 9th, 1984. It was written and directed by Wes Craven. It stars Heather Langenkamp, Robert Englund, John Saxon, and Johnny Depp. The Rotten Tomato score was 94%. And the audience oh, score. Man. Yeah, and the audience score is 84%. Okay. This is on like every list of Best horror movies, famous horror movies, groundbreaking horror movies. It had a really it high. Scarred a lot of people. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> um, I tried to look up actual reviews from the time, and I read a couple, but they weren't like earth shattering enough to share with you. But they were like, "This is pretty good with teenagers," you know, blah blah blah. So, um, do you? What was your experience of this as a kid? So I Speaking thought I had seen this. <laughs> I mean, this is a, Freddy Krueger is just a, a thing now, right? Yeah. There's been so many movies. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I think I must have seen one of the sequels because watching uh, sure. this movie. Of which there are several. I didn't remember any of this movie at all. And I'm like, but I know I've seen a Freddy movie at some point. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know which one yeah. it would, was. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I know Freddy Krueger, obviously, but I was never much into the the slasher horror type thing. Mm-hmm. Um my type of horror is more the creeping existential dread type horror. And so I like, like real life. <laughs> so I, I mean, this is, this was not my thing, but I, I know I've seen a Freddy movie. I just couldn't tell you which one I thought it was this one, but clearly like this. So this is pretty much my first time okay. watching the first one. I think, okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm sort of scared to ask you your history with this movie. Why? What do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. I don't know. Tell me what. (laughs) Um, I fucking love horror movies. Everybody knows this. So I watched the shit out of this as a younger person, you know, but before I came into my like love for horror movies as like a, probably like a tween, like surely too young, but like. As an even smaller person, as like a five, four, five, six-year-old, Freddy scared the absolute balls off of me. And I hadn't seen it, certainly, but I had seen enough to know what Freddy's face looked like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he scared the absolute shit out of me as a tiny person. And I remember my brother, maybe, uh, some family friend, somebody saw in the back in the newspaper, when bitches still read the actual newspaper, there was like a... 
feature on on this movie or maybe one of the subsequent movies and it had a little time like a little series of photos of like Robert England getting his makeup on in like grainy shitty black and white newspaper photo pictures and whomever I want to say maybe it was my brother was like knew I was really afraid and was trying to get me to look at it to kind of show me like look it's just a guy with like makeup on like you don't have to be so scared <laughs> right. and I was like fuck you like I was like terrified I'm like no and I think yeah. it was like I was just trying to help like and I was like no <laughs> so I remember that but then I mean as then as a person who then started to like obsessively watch horror movies constantly I watched this nine million times the second one is a total weird one. I haven't watched that one as much. And then the third one, Dream Warriors with uh, Patricia Arquette and Larry Fishburne. Uh, that one I watched. That's the one I That's seen. probably the one you saw because it came out a little later on, yeah. like maybe closer to the time when we would have been watching it and you might have saw it like on a like an edited for TV version or something. Right. That one I really liked, but I felt like for the show, for the podcast, we had to start you know, at the beginning. And I love, I just love Freddie. Like he's a smart ass. Like, so I've always <laughs> just really liked. But th I mean, that's why I don't get why he's Fred in this movie. He's just Fred Krueger. It well, doesn't sound right. Right, right. Well, now when you're used to like, okay, well, we'll get into that in a minute because I've okay. got some facts for you. So okay. two trivia is in a lie. So the movie was inspired by the 1970s hit Dreamweaver by Gary Wright. <laughs> the scene with Freddy's long arms was created by fishing poles in the arms of long sleeves. And Heather Langenkamp, who plays Nancy, was very sensitive to caffeine. And so all the coffee she's shown drinking is either decaf or sometimes decaf tea. Ah, okay. Well, I know the song Dreamweaver. Dream. Yeah, I don't I think believe you can so, get me through the night. <laughs> I think okay, fishing pole sounds fine. It could be like broom handles or something, I don't know, but fishing pole they were like sort of wobbly. Mm -hmm. I get that. The caffeine thing, I don't know. That could I think it's Dreamweaver. I don't think Dreamweaver is inspiring horror thoughts in anyone. That's I'm going with number one A. I got you, <laughs> no, so listen, so listen, you gotta listen, ready? Oh, like the creepy music. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of Dreamweaver. <laughs> that up that's great but it's right like it's so yeah. funny because I, I was like what the fuck and then i listened to it and i was like okay yeah yeah that definitely matches so they just definitely went to the sound people and were like here we want something that's similar to this hundred percent uh, so there's actually a bunch of stuff on which this is based so in addition to the song <laughs> dreamweaver which is so goddamn dumb he also based it on several newspaper articles printed in the la times in the 70s about refugees who flee to the united states from like the genocide in like laos cambodia and they had surviving uh those survivors had these terrible nightmares and they refused to sleep and there was like three men who died in their sleep during that time. And medical authorities called this, this is terrible, uh, the Asian death syndrome. Okay. 
So it was a real thing. And and for some reason, Wes Craven saw these articles and like linked them together in his head. And then it came from there. Uh, so the one that was fake was um, Heather Langenkamp, not drinking oh, caffeine. Okay. <laughs> um, so the Freddie Arm gag is terrible. It's not scary. It looks bad. That didn't age well. Um, <laughs> and I always thought that was the, like, I'm like embarrassed for it. And right. uh, so when I yeah. saw that, I, I had to include that. I, um, I have thing about like, it, maybe they just didn't do it well in this movie, but there's something weird. Like there's the, the thin man and, you know, uh, yeah. like all sorts of weird, lank, like lanky horror figures. I think it didn't look good because it was very fake looking. Well, like right. they were like yeah. wobbly. Like if they looked like he was able to just grow, which he can do a lot of weird body things. It just didn't look right. Um, I have more fun facts. So okay. this is one of the first films produced by New Line Cinema. Um, at that point, it was mostly just distributed films. And this was like one of the first one to become successful. And so for the longest time, they called it the house that Freddie built. <laughs> so a little bit on Freddie's design. So Craven had been bullied at school by a child named, want to guess? <laughs> Fred. Fred Krueger. Yeah. So he actually, it must have been really fucking traumatized by this kid because he also, in when he did Last House on the Left, he had the villain was named Krug. <laughs> so he really hated that fucking kid. Yeah, no kidding. So the colored sweater was based on DC Comics character Plastic Man, but he changed it from red and yellow to red and green after reading an article in a 1982 Scientific American that said that those two colors were the most clashing to the human eye. So oh, really? he was trying to just make him like as unsettling as possible. He wanted him to have a mask. Like, you know, at the time there was like Friday the 13th, you know, there were other masked Jason Michael uh, slasher flicks. And so he wanted him to have a mask, but he also wanted him to be able to have expressions and be able to talk. So they switched to you know, having him be scarred and burned. But his original concept was like considerably more gruesome. So teeth showing through the flesh, pus running from sores, part of the skull showing. And the makeup artists were like, it's just not going to look good. Like, mm. and it, you don't want a puppet. So like, you have to back it off a little bit. Yeah. It took three hours every day for them to put the makeup on Robert England. Yikes. So Craven originally wanted like a big, giant, imposing man to play Freddy. And England is not that. He's not like a physically a big dude. But a friend of him, a friend of his had recommended that when he inter when he auditioned, he act like rat-like and weasel-like. He said, when we read about abusers and molesters in the paper, they're not big hulking men. They're like weasels. So that's how he went in and played it. He like darkened his eyes with cigarette ash. He slicked his hair back. He went in real creepy and mm. he got the role. Kruger was originally conceived as a child molester. They changed it to a child murderer because at the time – there was like a big molestation case that was breaking open in the news and they felt like it was insensitive. Ugh. So in later versions, they get a little more, they lean into that creepy pervert vibe a little more. Craven said he wanted someone very non-Hollywood for the role of Nancy and he felt like Langenkamp met that quality. We can, I don't know your opinions on her, but she doesn't look in my eye when I wrote that, that she right. doesn't look like a traditional <clears throat> final girl, I guess. Final Girl. Oh, do you know about Final Girl? I don't know what a Final Girl is. Oh, it's the girl that lives at the end of the horror movie. Oh, okay. So it's like a whole ass thing. Um, really? There's actually, there's actually a new book coming out by Grady Hendrix called Final Girl Club. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. It's in a lot of these slashery, whatever horror movies, there's one girl that lives at the end, Nev Campbell from Scream looking at you. They're a virgin, they're whatever, they are mm. virtuous, and they get away alive. There's uh, like I a see. whole, that's kind of a trope. Okay. Anyway, that's been your horror movie lesson with Beth. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, Johnny Depp got the job when Wes Craven's daughter picked him out picked out his headshot, even though the script called for like a giant blonde jock because she said he was dreamy. (laughs) Charlie Sheen passed on the role and they had said that it was because he like wanted too much money. But in an interview later, he was like, no, I just didn't get it. He's like, I never, (laughs) he's like, I never interpreted a script so wrongly. I didn't know, understand what they were going for. And he like kind of regretted it because then it came out and he was like, oh shit. (laughs) Like, um, so the high school the protagonists attend is filmed at John Marshall High School, where many other productions, such as Grease and Pretty in Pink, were filmed. The oh, fictional address of Nancy's house is what, uh, 1428 Elm Street, but the words Elm Street are never spoken <laughs> in the movie. 500 gallons of fake blood were used for special effects. 500 gallons? It's like the most blood ever used. For the blood geyser sequence, when Johnny Depp bites it, the filmmakers used the same revolving room that they used for Tina's death. So when they filmed the scenes, the cameraman and Craven were mounted in fixed seats taken from a Datsun B210 car. (laughs) (laughs) When they were doing it the first time, they inverted the set. And when they poured the water into a room, something happened. They, they, They dyed water red because fake blood doesn't move the same way. And it didn't like work right. So it moved in an unexpected way and everybody got soaked. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so when Nancy's trying to stay awake, there's a scene on her TV from Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead. And Craven decided to include it because Raimi had featured The Hills Have Eyes poster in The Evil Dead. So mm. then later, Raimi featured Freddy Krueger glove in the tool shed in Evil Dead 2 and later in Ash versus Evil Dead. So they like call each other out. Huh. I That's thought that cool. was really cool because I love the Evil Dead movies too. Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, the sleep doctor who tries to cure Nancy is played by Charles Fleischer, who was the voice of Roger Rabbit. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good fit. You would I mean you got me anyway, but that that was a good good uh, I can't go right with there. Dreamweaver though, dude. <laughs> Weaver. So my first note is, man, this shit starts hard. With <laughs> like, the gloves? It like immediately is dirty, gross, and loud. Like immediately. Yeah. There's it's no like bucolic street. A lot of times it's like a nice, like sunny day, cute beginning, yeah. and then the murder. This shit starts out in the basement. Yeah, with the gloves being. With the glove, yeah. <laughs> seems really impractical, but I guess it works for him. Well, here's the thing. They wanted it to be, there was much discussion about what kind of weapon he should have. They wanted it to be something unique, but they wanted it to be something that somebody could make, like, cheaply, like, Mm. and he already, like, had that equipment if he was, like, a janitor and he worked in the basement and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, like, so, and they needed it to be, like, portable and... And he had also read, he was real into reading about, like, psychology of what, like, scared people, and he had read that... um, one of those natural fears that people really have is claws. So, oh, okay, yeah. I do say thank you to Justin for the subtitles. Right, take- it's so good. Raspy breathing. <laughs> and then he like he finishes his glove right, yeah. and the subtitle just says "yeah." It's yeah. like Y A A H H A or something. Like I gotta that. tell you, 
subtitles are incredible. As an aside, I'm uh, we rewatched Twilight the other night, and it's terrible. But the best part of rewatching that was the subtitle where it just said "exhaling awkwardly" yeah. <laughs> like three times. <laughs> Subtitles are chef's kiss. This music is so good. So, you know, we've done a lot of movies where the music is really, really noticeable or just as famous as the plot. We just talked about Jaws and that mu- that music is so, you know, notable. I feel that way about this music. This, like, if I hear this theme, this melodic mm. theme, I immediately think of Freddie. Like, I immediately. I get what you're saying, but now I'm going to think of a Dreamweaver. that little like and it's in synth it's in it's in they do it in all different instruments throughout the course of the movie Mm -hmm. um that little and it goes through all the movies you know like and i just Mm -hmm. um i think it's a good i think it's good music poor tina that fucking nightgown is so uncomfortable though (laughs) like there's some weird sleepwear in this movie it's got the oh yeah it's got the tie at the neck that's terrible and yeah. then it's super long. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine sleeping with that much fabric all tucked around me. It's gross. No, no. Tina's mom is an asshole. <laughs> everybody's mom. I say that now, but then everybody's parent is an asshole. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, either get your nails trimmed or stop having that kind of dream. Right. Thanks, yeah. mom. Thanks. That's like in Tim, like, go make some friends. Stop having a dream. <laughs> What the fuck, mom? Yep. And then we go into the rhyme. One, oh, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. coming for you. I mean, as a kid, I could sing this to you. Like, that yeah. is in my psyche. What do you mean, as a kid? You can sing it now. <laughs> but I mean, it has been in my brain since then. Yeah. Three, four, better lock the door. But it doesn't actually help you. <laughs> Not remotely. No, it's no. just scary. <laughs> it's just scary. Five, six, like, I felt like there should have been some nugget of folksy wisdom in there that oh, kept them sure, safe like somehow. No, right? No, that's no. no, and that's a recurring thing. Nothing ever helps. Nothing no. keeps them safe. <laughs> Can I ask you about this song though? This song has in the movie, in in the sort of narrative of the movie, this is like a song that little kids sing as they're jumping rope and yeah, it's like a neighborhood skipping rhyme. But the whole plot of the movie is that this was just some guy from like not that long ago, right? So if they're not real, they're not real clear on the timeline in this film. Well, right. (laughs) But it seems later we find out that their parents' generation was the generation that killed him. But for whatever reason, it's been, and maybe it's made up. Maybe it's maybe it's part of the fever dream. But it's it's around so they pull up to school it's tina nancy and johnny fucking and johnny depp i didn't i mean like i wrote he I forgot. A baby I don't, I don't know that i ever even knew johnny depp was in this movie you didn't you forget every time and then you turned it on and you're like, like oh just johnny yeah. depp. but also none of these people look anywhere remotely close to the age that they're supposed to be portraying <laughs> right johnny depp is not johnny depp in this movie that's why no. He's he not. doesn't know what he's doing. He's a little doofus. He's yeah. not doing like a good job of the acting later. I mean, say what you will. He's maybe whatever, not a good person, but like he becomes a good actor at some point. Like here mm-hmm. was his like first role. And I had read uh, maybe not necessarily entirely true that he like had like gone with someone else to go to the audition and he wasn't even necessarily trying to audition. I don't yeah. know, but he wasn't like, he just kind of like dumbed into it. And then I, I had read that he needed a lot of like reassurance on set. Cause he felt like he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. yeah I mean, teenagers never look like teenagers in movies. Right. I actually but think Nancy, there. 
Nancy looks the most. Like, she looks the most. And she's like a frumpy goober. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying anything about her actual physical appearance as a human woman, but they don't like, they don't do her hair nice. She's wearing mm-hmm. like frumpy weird clothes. And I know it was the 80s. Fine. But I feel like they didn't know what to do with her physically. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what they were like going for. I mean, because it's one thing to say, like, I want her to look not like a Hollywood like starlet. It's another thing to say, like, we're going to brush out her curly hair until it's really frizzy. Like, that's a bad choice. Well, and I guess, I, I mean, it's hard to, like, at the beginning of the movie, I didn't, I thought Tina was going to be whatever the final girl. Oh, sure. The main, the main character. starts with her and, and like, she's, she's got a lot one. more personality at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. How could you, how could there be room for four letters on your joint? On your joint. Joint is a, such a weird slang term, though, for, for, Dick? For like, dick. Oh, that's such a because he says he says I wrote your name on my dick, and she's like, my name has four letters. How could there be room for four letters? And I was like, that's a good one. That's a good one. So it is, and I have to say this: uh, I have decided that I'm also going to start a file. Or I, I did start a file that. I for that. the best insults um, that we watch, and I one. sort of regret that I didn't start it before Sandlot. I started it while I was listening to our while I was editing the the. Yeah. From Sandlot. And so I wrote UP drinking crap face. That's from Sandlot. Crap face, obviously. Yeah, yeah, man. He looks pretty crappy. (laughs) But then, so I wrote down two from Nightmare on Elm Street. And I think I'm just going to keep a running tally of the best insults. So I guess I'd say, guys, if you have some favorite insults from other things we've covered, let us know and we'll add them to our list. There's definitely some back there. For sure. Up yours with a twirling lawnmower is what he says in response to the joint. Yeah, for sure. Up yours with a twirling lawnmower. They kind of blow her off about this bad dream. She says it's no biggie. His fucking, Johnny Depp's name is Glenn. So I'd just like to point that out. But then, you know, they kind of blow her off, but then they do go stay with her her because she's afraid. So that's kind of nice. They go, they're hanging out. They start to you know, do the like, oh, we both realized we had a dream about the same guy. He yep. had like finger knives. And in this moment, I feel like when you look at Glenn's face, you know that he had the dream too, but then he lies. Yes, do I you, agree. Do you agree with yes, that? I agree. I'm like, was that him really acting or is that just his doofus face? Like, because he definitely <laughs> looks like he knows what they're talking about, but then he yeah. goes, oh, it's impossible. Right. I agree with you. I thought he was going to reveal it at some point too, that. Like, and he kind of does later, but he never really, yeah. This fucking boy shows up that was hassling her before, and then Tina seems fine with him, and then she's I, I, definitely going to go bang him. I, so, okay. But first she also of all, begs them like, to stay. <laughs> Nancy takes the switchblade and deals with, like, she's just like, no, he pulls that knife, right? right Which I guess right. he has to have for later on, for there to be a plausible mm-hmm. murder weapon. Like, they have to show the knife. But Nancy just like takes it out of his hand and deals with it. I was like, yeah, she's yeah. like, fuck <laughs> off. Well, she's a cop's kid. She's tough. That's true. But we're here for Tina now, not ourselves. Oh, that's what I wrote. I'm like, Nancy's blowing his him off is so lame because every girl on earth wants to be, like bone Johnny Depp in this moment. Also, they're gonna about to go. Tina and Rod are about to go have super obnoxiously loud sex, and yep. I feel. Like, the reason Nancy blows him off in this moment is because she needs to stay virginal so she can be a final girl. Oh, maybe. Like, I feel like... Because really, so if you watch all of these old slasher movies, the morality is everyone is drinking and fucking and smoking, and that's why they'll get murdered. 
that's uh, that's okay. that's Jason. That's Michael Myers. Like not as much Michael Myers, yeah. but like, and that's yeah. that's the Jason thing. So but I think that's a little bit it. Like Tina, first of all, I didn't know Rod was even going to be a dude in this movie because he shows up and they like blow him off and say you're so stupid and she cuts him down right and all of a sudden he's like there and he's her, her boyfriend, boyfriend yeah and then she's like hey can you guys stay here because this dude's gonna like rape me in the other room but, but she's I'm sort into of like, it she's, he's definitely like grabbing her mouth and like pulling her away but she's like giggling like haha i'm gonna go get bone now but also please stay right yeah i that was it was and very so- strange Johnny Depp decides to stay on the couch and Nancy goes into Tina's bedroom and sleeps in her bed. And I'm like, okay, Nancy, because I feel like most teenagers, even if you don't want to like do it, even if you don't want to like go all the way because you're a teenager and you're not ready yet, like, which is fine. I feel like you maybe still cuddle. You don't like go, okay, I'm going to go to bed now. Like, you're just like, bye. Bye. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) And then I like how he says, reality sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. And then, yeah. so they have super sweaty, super loud sex, which is super real sweaty. disturbing. Sweaty. Everyone's sweaty. And so we're back to 80s sweat. We're back sexy. to 80s sweat. Yeah. Maybe it's glycerin. And like, maybe it's glycerin. And like, fucking, it's more disturbing later when you find out that she's 15. They say that the character's yeah. 15. Yeah. I'm like, that's a little much. That's a little much. No, she doesn't look, they, none of them look like there's, which is Correct. kind of, like, like, why can't 20. they just be, I don't know. I, I wish that we would stop. And maybe we have to some degree. Maybe it's a little bit better now. But there's definitely a thing where it's like, why do we need to sexualize? I don't think she'd be 15 if this movie would be, would was made. No, I think she would now. be like 19. She'd be 18 or 19. Yeah. You know, she'd be a senior, yeah. if anything. Like, they still want to have them in school, probably. Yeah. And these are supposed to be the children of the people who right. murdered Freddie, is what we find out later. But, oh, I like guys can have nightmares, too, you know? Like, so obviously <laughs> he's having the nightmares as well. Yes. She has fucking three people there to help her. She hears a noise, and she doesn't wake any of them and up. she goes outside by herself. And I like the dialogue. Who do you think you are? Whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like, she's kind of ballsy, but also she's barefoot. And like, what you realize, what you realize is that like, she's dreaming. And yeah. when you're dreaming, you do dumb shit. But right. when you're watching it the first time, like, you don't know that she's dreaming and you're going, dummy, wake up, literally wake up your boyfriend. Like she pokes him, he snores and she's like, okay, bye. I guess I'll go deal with this on my own. And part of my running notes for this whole movie are it's really ambiguous when dreams start and stop and i get like that's part of the thing but also i feel like that covers up a lot of sort of questionable continuity issues (laughs) i that's actually like a thing about these that i love is that hazy line between where is a dream and i actually feel like i included this in like a college paper at some point talking about like reality versus dreams and storytelling and you know, points of view and unreliable narrators because, like, you don't always know. And then you start to kind of realize things are a dream, but obviously the character doesn't know and they're whatever. Or, like, it covers up them doing really, really dumb shit because you're like, oh, they're dreaming, so there's, like, like, just the logic of dreams. If she was awake and she heard a noise, I'm sure she would have woken up. All That was the point of having them sleep over is that she was afraid. But dream her was like, and that's what you do in dreams. You do dumb shit. You do walk outside barefoot and you don't think about shoes because it's a right. dream. Like right. you do that. So then we see Nancy in the wall above the bed. I think that's so good. The like you pressing see, You don't see through. Nancy. You see it above Nancy. Right? Above you see Nancy, the pressing yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. That's very creepy. Like so that happens a bunch of times. And I feel and like. she like knocks on it. 
she does and then she takes the crucifix because i mean is he a vampire like i don't know but <laughs> dumb. that happens a bunch of times right. he stretches through the sheets later like and it's so they did that effect with just making the wall spandex which i thought was cool yeah i think that's such a cool it's a little like hitting the nail on the head but like that he's like pushing into the real world like i just think i just always thought it was super cool (laughs) when i first moved out and was on my own as an adult i had never lived alone before and i remember one night hearing a scary noise and having to go downstairs and i went down to investigate and i went um in my goddamn underwear like in a movie and i always yell (laughs) at the tv like don't die in your underwear like put on some fucking pants and i i just so i I thought that was funny because she walks outside and just her underwear with no random stranger calling your name in the middle of the night yeah 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 you're like oh fine i'm gonna just She's a fucking dumb. She's a bad runner. That's I was trying to figure out. Is that dream running? You, like where you're not. <laughs> it's impossible to be a good runner in a horror movie. You can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like obviously then that shadow and his dumb long arms. That's mm-hmm. that's a bad effect, and it always has been a bad effect. I think a lot creepy. of these. I think a lot of these effects though still are creepy. Like he's running that's after creepy. her you can hear like because they do that so that you can hear the scraping right, like the right. nails on the he like loves his own fingers he pulls off his own face like i forgot how body gross he was in this one because i think she pulls off his face yeah he? i thought that was pretty kind of like smiles at it so in why does later, he cut off his own fingers i didn't get i think part. he's trying to show how sharp they are maybe and that also that he's a ghost i don't Just know how high I cut off. yeah, yeah. so in later movies he becomes really like tongue in cheek and like he said he he speaks a lot more. Mm. Um, I don't think they had found exactly where they I think they knew where they wanted to go eventually, but they're like all the slashers were still like silent types when yeah. they made this movie. Yeah. And so they had him be kind of gross and silly, but like in later movies he does less, I think, of that like physical grossness mm. and more like quips and like kind of bad puns and stuff. He's got like murder monster dad jokes. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Holy shit. This fucking scene though, where she's struggling and yeah. he like falls out of the bed and then she goes up on the ceiling. And he gets smacked in the face with her. Yes, yeah. Her <laughs> body's flying around and it like knocks him out. Like that yeah. is so scary. And it's like still scary. Yeah. He's like, never having sex again. Like if he literally well, he's not because he doesn't very, make but... it very many more pages of notes, but <laughs> like I like that. I feel like as soon as it started, I was like, oh, no, Tina, like I remembered. And that was so scary. The way that she gets like pulled up onto this and he can't like help her. Like Mm -hmm. it's terrifying. And to see like the slashes happen, but no one is no one is there. Like that's still just as scary today, I feel like. So then we get to the cop station. What the hell is she doing here? And fucking Donald and Marge. These fucking parents, man. Her parents. Yeah, I, okay, that's great. They have names. He, they have names, and here's why: because she says something about Donald, and then he, she goes, "Nice, hello, Donald," and he's like, "Marge." Oh, okay. <laughs> so that cops her dad. They're all assholes. They're all assholes. He's got a maybe, super weird haircut. Maybe you don't think it is super weird. It's like to cover up his balding. Yeah, something it's weird. Like it's a it's weird vibe. I always thought that he's like one titch too tan, and like his haircut's weird. <laughs> Maybe you don't think murder is serious, the mother says to her. Yeah. Fuck off. And, like, here's the thing. And I wrote, 15, holy shit, never mind. And then, (laughs) fucking, I felt like this was some very, I feel like Nancy does a real good job of being that, like, irrational teenage whiny voice when it is called for. Yeah. She just, she'll, like, switch from being kind of a, like, 
confident and like assertive and then she'll do that like switch to that like whiny teen voice which i think is a real thing that teenagers do all the time (laughs) so i liked that it's just she goes i'll sleep in study hall (laughs) yeah of course well she sleeps in english class sure the mom is very bronze (laughs) like yeah oh yeah okay right yeah she's like weirdly monochromatic hair Yes. Lots of bronzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, the whole makeup and, and that is a very odd palette. Yeah, I feel she's like, like halfway to being like a, a Bond girl. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Like, why is she so fucking good? That's like, oh, this is a weird vibe. So my next note, I already said this. Nancy Schleppy, like. Yeah. <laughs> fucking rad. So he like, what, hid in the bushes all night, bloody? Yeah. And he fucking jumps out, <laughs> jumps out and scares her. How about, psst, Nancy, come here. Why does yeah. it have to be so murdery? This is why they think you murdered her. Rod, listen, think? Rod does not have a lot of intelligence or emotional intelligence or Clearly. tact. dummy. Rod has some issues. And then she goes, Daddy, you used me. Mm-hmm. And then for the second time, this idiot's like, what the hell are you going to school for? <laughs> he never knows where she is, but then he's mad about it. Yeah. Like he's he's like not he's only in this movie in weird places like he's the fucking worst. Yeah, he's they're the both the worst. That's my yeah. All these parents are the worst. So Nancy's still school. sort of dumb though. Oh, I like Nancy. So that we're in school. Fucking Hamlet. Fucking Julius Caesar. He has a great God. shirt. The kid who's he reading. Does. Do, you Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember fucking reading out loud like that? Like. Yeah. Do you think they told him to purposely read in sort of a monotone, like yes! sleepy way? It was and then they show him and he's like were it that I not had bad dreams yeah. and it's all like yes yeah. that was obviously like on purpose as an aside I'm going to tell you a little story about reading Shakespeare out loud in freshman year or at whatever point I don't know I like ended up in AP English but my teacher was kind of a snob and he didn't think I was smart possibly because I <laughs> was a horny idiot <laughs> but, but there was some girl in class and we were reading out loud and the part in Romeo and Juliet where they die and the nurse is, she says multiple times, oh, lamentable day. And this girl reading it out loud kept saying, oh, lamentable day. <laughs> and she said it like three times and I could see my teacher's like mustache twitching, but like he They're didn't They're dying know. a little inside every time. Yeah. And he like didn't know, but this girl was supposed to be really smart and she's, oh, lamentable day. So every time I- Think about reading aloud in school. That's what I think. That's of. So you're welcome for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the fucking like the bloody body bag. Like I remember this a ton. Well, that's why I said she's an idiot. Like I, I mean, it's again the moment of like dream logic, where of course you're going to follow the random body that's right, being because you wouldn't like, in any universe follow right. <laughs> a mystery. It invisibly something is dragging it. It pulls right. up like, her oh. leg and her arm falls out. There's a blood trail. But I do like the girl in the sweater, and she goes, screw your past. Yeah. And the way she does it. I wrote that down, too. Screw your past. And she's wearing Freddie's sweater. Yep. Like, it's so yep. good. Uh, yeah. Why would you follow her? The no. dead girl. I'm like, girl, you in danger. Like, what are you, right. what are you doing? Also, she goes down to the boiler room. Yeah, my school's boiler room looks exactly like this boiler room. Oh, yeah. Haunted as fuck, gross, open flames. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Fucking, that's what I wrote is our fucking dream selves are so dumb. Because how many times has your dream self done some really dumb shit that waking self would never do? He cuts himself. There's green goo and maggots. Like, I didn't quite get that. He's just so gross. 
He's gross. So that's what I wrote is he gets more deadpan and less slapstick like yeah. as, as the movies go okay. on. But she's smart because she burns herself to wake up. That's smart. Yes, that's very and smart. And then she absolutely flips her shit in class, which yep. this is also not how any of this works. The teacher's, the teacher's like, like, I'll call your mom. She's like, no, fuck off. And she's like, oh, she's like, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> she looks at the other kids and I feel like she's like, that was weird, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if I just keep going, I don't have to deal with that kid. I'll just that's not how any of that works. This is a, this is a sub teacher who's never actually yeah, a hundred percent. So then she's that like the burn is real. Dun dun dun. Like why is she allowed to question Rod? Because <laughs> her dad. So that's the only thing I can think of. Her dad is the police chief, right? And or she the just, police like got there and guy. confidently told one of the idiots that she right. was doing it. And they were like, okay. I got to talk to this dude who you guys think murdered my friend. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then they start to like piece together that he's having the nightmares too. Blah, yep. blah, blah. You know. And then she's in the bath. Cut to her okay, in the bath. And she's stupid, singing the song. First of all, this is a <laughs> stupid fucking thing to do anyway. She's not yeah. falling asleep. Like, you're a, she's awake. So she goes to design. She puts a pillow in the bathtub. Oh, that's like a specific bath pillow, Paul. I knew you were going to talk about that. But okay, that's a stupid. Even her mom's like, "Hey, you know, you could fall asleep in there and a just lot drown." Of fall asleep in there. <laughs> she's already. She knows she's exhausted. She knows it's a dream thing. So she's like, oh, "I'll go take a bath." And then, like. This is the thing. So she's such an asshole. The fucking I, this is an iconic image, though. The hand coming up in between her legs is a, like a oh, really yeah, iconic yeah. image. And I think later in movies, it doesn't. I don't know if it happens in this one. It comes up through the bed in between her legs too. Mm. She is such an asshole teen to her mother. What mother? Like you almost just died, dummy. And then she yeah. doesn't fucking. Can you imagine being that mom on the other side of the door, hearing her struggle? Right. Right. Like I like my heart is in my throat thinking about it. And then she doesn't tell her. No. She like literally almost right. just died in the tub and she's like, no, we're good. We're good. And then she closes the door and locks it again. I'm like, yep. you absolute asshole. Yeah. But then she looks in the mirror and she says, oh God, I look 20 years old. She yeah, is. She is, she is 20. 20. She's 20. <laughs> so Johnny Depp sneaks over. I love the little TV. I love the little TV on a chair. And I'm, then I'm Johnny the Depp has one too. Did you have one of those? I know. I, I absolutely had one of those. No. It was like a thousand years old. It was black and white. It weighed 9,000 pounds. And I mean, it didn't get cable. Certainly I had like channel two and four or whatever, but I definitely had one of those. Oh. See, at this point, I, th- I felt like I was like, for sure, this movie's almost over. And then I looked at the time and there's like an hour left in this <laughs> movie. Like, How are they stretching this out for another hour? Like, But then I read it like she's smart and brave as hell. Like she doesn't. But then she doesn't try to explain to her doofy boyfriend like, right. yeah. I think, like, you have to keep me awake because I think I might. He's like, okay, I won't. And then, like, yeah, two seconds keeps, later, he's, he's absolutely asleep. He does that every time. And then he gets put in a blender. So, I mean. Absolutely. So, she, like, is watching Rod. Oh, Nancy. Uh, Tina shows up with the fucking body bag around her. Like, right. a, like, yeah. a, like a Mary, like a statue. Yeah. Oof, that's creepy. That's creepy, creepy dead as hell. Is, creepy dead Tina is creepy as whatever. Mm-hmm. Creepy yeah. dead Tina is real creepy. So, and then Rod dies. Yeah, right? she, you, well, she uh, goes, this isn't a dream. This is just a dream. It isn't real. And then he jumps through the mirror and then the stairs, the sticky stairs. Oh, the sticky stairs, yeah. That's super cool. Like, yeah, it's all these little, like, weird fucking things that happen in dreams where when they're happening, you're like, of course that's what's happening. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and then she's really fu- I love the fucking feathers in a room. Like that's yeah. that goes through other movies too. The feathers from the pillows getting shredded is like a thing. 
she's like, you shit, you fell asleep. She's yeah. like, so mad at him. But yeah, so then she they go to check on Rod and everyone is standing there fucking mansplaining to her and he gets killed with like a mm-hmm. sheet noose. Mm-hmm. If they would have just gone two minutes earlier, like he would have been fine. Yep. So then this is the part where it starts to kill me because she it's the funeral and she goes, the killer's still loose, you know, and she describes him. Burned hat, red and green sweater, knives like fingernails. Obviously, her fucking parents know who she's talking to about at yes. this point. Yeah. And they're like, no. Let's take you to a sleep study. <laughs> right. She's like, I'm going to get her some help. So this is my favorite part about the fucking. So first of all, the mother goes, what the hell are dreams? And then she lights a cigarette because it's the <laughs> 80s. And the guy says, body hocus pocus we don't know it's all a mystery that's my band name (laughs) body hocus pocus (laughs) and then like oh it never gets this high and they're like watching her fucking spaz out and they take forever to go and help her her hair turns her arm yeah (laughs) that fucking guy is disturbingly ready to drug her Oh, yeah, he was ready. He has literally just had, like, a major terrifying episode with medical numbers that he's never seen before, and he's immediately ready to send her back. Her hair just turned color in bed and brought a hat out of her dream. And they're immediately ready to just put her back to sleep with a syringe. There's so much here. So, first of all, I do like (laughs) – I got to say, I like the idea of hair turning white – like that, I just yeah. We, it's 100% that. not how that happens, but it's a but, cool thing when it happens. It's a cool in movies. thing. Like, it's just a cool thing. Yeah. Also, yeah. The, the she just woke up with cuts. She has cuts on her arm she after this her one, arm. right? Her hair's white, and she and pulled she brought a hair a out of her hat out of nowhere. And they're like, "Oh, I mean, she like." And then it just sort of ends. Why do they just let everything go? They're like, "Oh, I guess we did a sleep study, and it was terrifying, and a lot of bad shit happened, but." Let's just go home. Let's go home. And I, bronze asshole mother, am going to just drink. Just drink. So she she has a lot of bottles. And I like how they're hidden through the house. Like, if you are the mom and you have one teen daughter, I don't think you need to hide the bottles. Like, she knows what's going on here. Who are you hiding them from? The doctor's like, okay, cool. See ya. Bye. (laughs) And she says, she says, yeah, well, you could just get loaded. And then she slaps her. And I just wrote the fucking 80s. Like... (laughs) Because she says, why don't There's you just a lot of parents loaded? having kids. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah, yeah. It's fucking dumb. He's dead, honey, the- because mommy killed him. Yeah, he's dead, honey, because mommy killed him. <laughs> what the fuck? And, like, honestly, you know better. And just because you're saying it doesn't make yeah. it true, you drunk idiot. Yeah. Yep. So... Then we have a scene where Burger Eating Johnny Depp explains that if you take away the energy from something, it disappears, like Balinese dream skills. Yep. Dumbass. Sure. She has a book on booby traps, and she goes, I'm into survival. <laughs> well, they had to include that, like that one random reference to so she can have her like Home Alone right. booby traps later. Right, right. Home. I exactly wrote Home Alone booby traps. Paul. <laughs> um, also, these two have no chemistry at all, right? No, they don't. There was more chemistry between Heather and Tina. I keep calling her Heather. That's her name as the actress. In the movie Wes Craven's New Nightmare, she plays herself. And oh, I okay. keep so she's Heather in that one, but obviously she's Nancy in this one. There is more chemistry between Tina and Nancy than there is between Johnny Depp and yeah. Nancy in this yeah. movie. So then, yeah, come down into the cellar and I'll tell you, fuck off. So then yeah. she tells her that they murdered him and I even took his knives. He's dead because mommy killed him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Segway to fucking Glenn in this half shirt. Oh, I was, this is my new style. I'm just going to cut all of my shirts all off. All of your shirts off. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, it's a football shirt, right? Like he's a, supposed to be a jock and he's wearing his football shirt that just is goes that over the a pads. football shirt? Is that because it goes over the pads? Over the pads and then, so you know, what, what protects your belly? Nothing protects your belly, Beth. Okay, I don't fucking know. Is it like how in like <laughs> old fantasy stuff, like ladies have to have only armor that covers their titties? <laughs> I mean, that's a good, good – There, you could write a whole paper on that probably. I'm that's, sure it's been done. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like oh, practice. This is like his practice shirt that just goes over his pads and doesn't cover his tummy. Yeah, yeah. But he's he not wearing pads, so I... yeah. So your nutty is a fruitcake. I love you anyway. What the hell is the prisoner of Zenda? I don't know. It, so I, I, don't know this, I looked up. I don't know exactly what it is, but it came out in 1937. So this movie in 1984 just made a reference to a movie from 1937. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's like in Buffy when they make references to like the fucking Marx Brothers. Like, nope. <laughs> Can I say I kind of miss the old phones that they're using? Yeah. Like, I kind of like, we. Ha- I mean, everybody had that phone was like the, I don't know, lozenge shape or something. Yeah, or and the like, cradle and, and the it cradle. all kind of fits together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible later, but she somehow assumes that he's not going to fall asleep this time. Like he's (laughs) he's failed every time. time. She has a secret pot of coffee. Like her mom takes away the coffee. Yeah, and then (laughs) mom comes in to hassle him, and he says, "Miss Nude America," and he she goes, "Yep." Well, what you can't hear what she's saying, and he goes, "Mom, who cares what she's saying?" And she's yep. like, "You're a smart aleck. Oh, boys will be boys." And I'm like, "Fuck off, everybody." <laughs> <laughs> Again, this fucking asshole mom. The nightmare is clearly not over. Secret coffee. Like mm-hmm. the mom has alcohol stashed in the closet. Yeah. Oh, and the kissing phone. The kissing the, <laughs> the kissing phone. You mean the murder? T- <laughs> <laughs> the kissing phone. <laughs> That's awful. That's so the dad's phone terrible. rings. So this is the best part is that Heather Langenkamp, the actress, fucking asked to take that prep home and keep it. And everybody was like, you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it very much. She can't get out because drunk mom put fucking bars on the window. Mm-hmm. Glenn's parents suck ass. Glenn's all done. He gets sucked into the bed along with his little TV. <laughs> yep. There should have been TV birds flying out. I, like, nope. Just all the blood. Just all the blood. 500 gallons. You don't need a stretcher. You need a mop. (laughs) Yep. Yep. What the fuck? You know what's funny is I wrote, they started taking the stretcher out, and I started a note that I then stopped because there was that comment. uh, Because I started writing, what are they doing with the stretcher? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) But. So then she calls and she talks to her dad. Now her dad is the cop. Like he's the king of the cops, right? Yep. He's not give, he's not believe her at all, even though he dead ass knows that they killed this person. Like they totally know this is a thing. And And a bunch of kids have died. Yes. Now three (laughs) children have now died. And he's like, "Ah, this fucking skirt. What does she know? And he tells some other Bobo to go stand out on the front and wait. You know, and watch and say, oh, if anything happens to my house. Now, if someone tells you, go stand outside and see if anything happens to the house and let me know, you're going to let her scream for like 25 minutes for yeah. <laughs> she starts screaming forever. Forever. And, and also, he's like, oh, maybe I should get the other dude. Mm-hmm. Also, her boyfriend just died. Yep. And she is comforting her mother and putting her mother to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? And then there's like a montage her mom is um, not with it, though. Her mom's I mean, worst. like, no. So then there's a montage of her doing her Home Alone <laughs> Kevin so McAllister here's, here's, Like, this is one of the bigger content. There's lots of continuity issues in this movie. 
which are sort of explained by the idea that, oh, we were in the dream or we weren't in the dream or whatever. That's fine. But she says to her her dad chief, dad chief. come over in 20 minutes and bust the door down. Right. Because right. her plan is I'm going to pull Freddie out of the dream and you come over in 20 minutes. She sets her little digital watch yeah, timer. Yep, yep, yep. So she says, come over in 20 minutes, and then... And then we see the montage montage. of all these. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's not enough. Five minutes to set this super... She drills a hole in the light bulb and fills it with shotgun powder. Like gunpowder. In like five minutes? Right. It's ridiculous. And there's this... I think it's weird that there's this whole montage of traps, and then they don't really do anything. Do Like, they happen, but they don't really stop him. There's, like, three traps, and he trips, and the... He gets hit in the belly with a sledgehammer. He trips on the thing. It starts the fire, but it doesn't... The big trap is just that she throws, like, gasoline on him and lights him on fire. Like, that's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, I wrote... So, like, she lays down to go to sleep, and she does that, like, prayer that, like, now I lay me down Mm -hmm. to sleep. We dead ass teach kids to be afraid that maybe they're going to die when they go to sleep. What the fuck? That's like a yeah. real prayer we say. That is, yeah. What the fuck? Fucking whatever, man. So then she has the Glenn memory. Oh, a plan. Yep. Take away your belief in him or whatever the fuck. So those pajamas, man. It's <laughs> another bad pajamas. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. They had to, it seems like they had to be covering, but also sort of slightly translucent, which is a weird... I, yeah, it's a weird vibe. They have a giant blanket of the dogs playing poker painting in oh their basement. Oh, my God, I wrote that down! I'm like, they have a tapestry of the fucking dog playing poker in the basement. In the basement. What the fuck? You know, whatever. She brings him out from her dream... And then she's literally breaking windows and screaming out through the bars. Right, right. Help, he's going to kill me too. Get my dad. Help, help, help. And after like three different breaking windows and screaming, <laughs> yeah. that guy goes, maybe I should go get the lieutenant. You fucking thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm like, and then I wrote, Jesus, these people don't fucking deserve Nancy. She has balls of steel. She's fucking set her whole house up full of traps and went in to go after a murder and bring him out and, mm-hmm. and stop this shit. Like, she has balls of steel. And yep. everyone else is a dumbass. Yep. Why is the mom a party city corpse? Like, she's oh, like, yeah. I, me what was supposed to be happening. Is there any logic behind Freddy's on fire? They come in the house and and there's no fire there. They walk to the basement. They go in the basement. But then there's fire footsteps where they just were, right? Sure. Yes. So that's, well, this is all still like a dream, right? Because they go up. It can't be a dream at this point. Sort of, right? I don't know. Because then she like sinks into the bed and he like jumps out. I'm like, what the fuck is the dad thinking now? Like, right. And then she goes, I'm okay. Go downstairs. I'll be there in a minute. Right. Go to hell. I would never let my child go. Like the mom so is she, a party city corpse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So she yeah. knows he's still there, and then she like basically just turns her. She, I know you too well, Freddie. Fuck off. So and he disappears. She says, "I take back my energy," and then she casually turns her back, and he dies. And then it's yep. like quote dies. Then it's the next morning, and the mother is alive. Everyone's alive, and the mother says, "They say you've bottomed out when you can't remember the night before." Yep. What? <laughs> girl. Yep. It's time for AA, girl. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But she's happy about it. 
she feels great about it. She's like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll stop drinking. <laughs> it's yep. sunny. Whatever. Fuck off. So then I there's like this fog. The, hold on. Back up. Because I think the best scare in this whole movie is she wakes up from the dream. She's like, oh, I didn't get him. But she says, maybe I am crazy after all. And then he yeah. jumps. And then he jumps yeah. up. That's the best scare in this whole movie. It's a good one. It's a good like jump, jump scare. Scared. For sure. So then the death car shows up and her friends are <laughs> alive again. Car. And they the get sweater car. It's a sweater it sweater. <laughs> and she really fucking always calls her mother. That's so weird. And then, and then they pull the blow up doll through the, the door. Yeah. And then they get her. Like, and then it's the end. So they filmed a happy ending too. They like weren't sure how they wanted to go with it. And I guess some of them really wanted Freddie to be like driving the car. But um and then that's just how it ends. You're like, I oh well, shit. To take away from that. I don't like, know. I, don't I said get... the same thing at the end. <laughs> I distinctly remember in some of the other ones, like I always think of them as like Freddy endings because you think it's fine and then something tells you that it's like not, or maybe it's not Freddy. There's one scary movie where everyone thinks it's fine and then like the light turns on in the dollhouse at the end. Like there's always like those like little things yeah. where yeah. the camera kind of pans away and shows you one more spook and then Worries. it's the credits. Yeah. Right. I don't know what this is trying to tell us. There's seven whole ass more movies. Seven? Or I thought he, there were like three or four. Six, there's seven total. So he, Wes Craven said, like I had read that he wasn't into the idea of it being a series. So I don't know why this would be the ending if that mm. wasn't your intention. And he wasn't affiliated with the second one. Mm. The second one is like a totally different thing. It like becomes, it's like a weekend at Bernie's gay romp. It's like a weird it's weird it's super it's super weird really hard to believe but sure it's super weird and then the third one is more like this like it's teenagers they're in a mental hospital yeah yeah that's the ending it's so weird i don't know why what did you think having never really seen it before um there were some scares like i said this is not really my style of horror the jump scare stuff and like like also i think watching it like this definitely i tried to watch it late at night on purpose uh, mm-hmm. because I was scared. like, well, I got to get some of the scary vibe to it. But taking notes on it takes like part of your brain out of it, I think. Sure. sure. Well, if you're asking me like my judgment on this one, I don't think it's in my canon. Sure. Because I think there's going to be movies like this forever. Uh, this is another one where I feel like, okay, this was something that came out in the 80s. I think it's somewhat dated. I don't like the... I don't like the ages of the kids and that sort of stuff. It just like there are going to be horror movies like this forever. And probably if my son wants to watch horror movies, there's going to be modern ones that'll be just the same as this. Right. This It's like it does have the the I do kind of like the dream logic stuff mm-hmm. to it. Like I find that interesting, but I don't know. I, I could probably go either way on this. It would be one of those things where. If my son got into horror and was into horror movies, eventually be like, hey, let's watch some classics and maybe this one would come up. Right. But I don't think that it's going to be something where I'm like, we have to make sure we make time for Freddy in that way. But Right. Yeah, I think so. What about you? Definitely. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I've always loved horror. Now, if my kids grow up to not be into scary movies, I'm not going to like their <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but I... If they, I mean, I just think, I don't know. I I love the idea that it's in your dreams and it can hurt you in real life and no one believes that. Like, I just, I don't know. I think I just always loved it. And I do like some of the later ones better, but I would, you know, if my kids like horror movies, I, I would definitely show them this. I think Wes Craven 
in general, like movies I've always really liked. And this Scream, you know, there's certain ones I think you yeah. gotta see. And they kind of put it in the time period. I mean, yeah. if my kids are anything like me and they'll be interested in, I don't mind when I watch something and it's dated. I like to think about what things were like during those yeah. different time periods. You know what I mean? So like if they're anything like me, then they might like that too. So yeah, for me, it does. I, I always really liked it. The music, it's so creepy. Like, I yeah. like the idea of the dream stuff better than the actual movie, maybe. Right. Like, I'm I interested like... to see what you would think about the third one because I thought that was a good one. Yeah. I'll, have, I'll, I'll check that out sometime. Yeah. Too. I like the idea, I like the the idea that you can get hurt in your dreams. Your dreams are real in some way. Right. That we're right. blending because but, we still don't really understand dreams, and you know, yeah, when you're younger, that seems real mysterious. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. All right. So thanks everybody for listening. We hope you got appropriately spooked. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, we're online at uh, we're on tw- <laughs> we're on Twitter. What? We're somewhere. We're, We're somewhere. somewhere. I don't fucking know. Nerd Cannon and the things. We're also on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Nerd Cannon. We'll see you in two weeks with, what did we just decide, Paul? Terminator. Terminator? Yeah, we're doing like a big uh, big blockbuster summer. Yeah. So Terminator. Um, I'm super excited about that one. And um, until next time. Keep the nerd alive. Fucking dumb. (laughs) God damn it, Paul! (laughs) Paul (laughs) Donahue! All right, go. Go. No, I don't want to (laughs) know.